How would you like a 15% discount to my daily email, the stack of stuff, the show notes, discounts to the conference, all of that? All you need to do is text the word SHOW to 33777. You'll get the annual subscription with a 15% discount to my daily email. You'll get the stack of stuff, the links to the show notes, discounts to the conference, and so much more. All you have to do is text the word SHOW, S-H-O-W, to 33777. Text SHOW to 33777. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Greetings, conversationalists. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here across the Fruited Plain. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, always happy to have you. We've got to begin at the border. Uh, There's disturbing news about the border. Fox News has some numbers. They're now being widely circulated, and this is rather nuts. 7.3 million illegal aliens have crossed the southwest border under President Biden's watch, a number greater than the population of 36 individual states. 7.6 million have crossed into the United States. And it's causing chaos, overwhelming a lot of Democratic cities who finally now realize it actually is a real problem. I mean, kudos to Greg Abbott, frankly, for doing what he did, highlighting this issue uh, by busing and, and, and flying illegal immigrants. Ron DeSantis as well participated in it. And it's not going well. Uh, in, in New York, of course, the mayor there, Eric Adams, responded fairly aggressively trying to, to do something, and he's breaking the city and causing problems. This is from the New York Post. It takes money to make money, as the old saying goes, and apparently it takes money as much as $53 million to give money away. Earlier this month, the New York Post broke the story that Mayor Eric Adams is giving out prepaid cash cards to migrants. Unusually for the mayor, Adams didn't publicize the story, and his administration uh, failed to correct several public misperceptions. Well, it turns out the debit card program has the potential to become an open-ended, multi-billion-dollar Bermuda Triangle of disappearing untraceable cash. It will give migrants up to $10,000 each in taxpayer money with no ID check, no restriction, and no fraud control. Go, the city's no-bid emergency contractor to provide migrants with three meals a day, throws away up to 5,000 meals daily, wasting $7.2 million a year. Some food is in, inedible, expired, or rotten. Other food doesn't meet the dietary needs. Providing mass-scale meals competently with no options for halal, kosher, vegan, non-gluten isn't that hard. The school system does it. Airlines do it. Hospitals do it. It's a boondoggle. Causing all sorts of problems. They're just giving away cash to these people. Progressive policies are colliding and breaking down societal norms. Joe Biden was going to restore societal norms. He was going to be a normal president, not so. And his policies are breaking systems. And I I want to be counterintuitive a little bit. I think it's a good thing. I actually think it's a good thing that cities are being overwhelmed with illegal immigrants. I actually think it's a good thing that many American cities are experiencing crime waves. 
because it shows people progressive policy as applied to daily life. And people need to see that the promises of progressives break down in application. When your city is being overrun with illegal aliens who are beating up cops and causing crime waves, when your city is being overrun with fentanyl and people are dying, literally dying in the streets, when gang violence is up and you have mass shootings, when you have shootings at the, at the Kansas City Chiefs parade, and the mayor of Kansas City is more upset with the governor calling the people who shot up the crowd thugs because it's a racist dog whistle than he is with actually stopping the crime. By the way, the crime, it turns out, was a stolen gun. One of the guns, at least, was stolen. And one of the people involved, yes, non-white, as we all knew he was going to be since the media didn't tell us, one of the non-white shooters had just gotten off parole for another gun crime. Seeing progressive policies collapse, the people of these cities are getting what they voted for. And some of them like it. Look at San Francisco. In San Francisco, they keep doubling down on the crazy, and it keeps getting worse, and the people keep voting. In Chicago, they voted for that mayor, and, and look what he's done. He, he tried to get rid of the gun detection system they had because it, it discriminated. The system, the computer discriminated against black people because it was sending the police to black neighborhoods too often. That was his logic. Now, after mass outrage, including, I suspect, from the Democratic Party, that wants to have their convention there, he's had to re-scramble and renegotiate a contract and keep it going. Progressives need to live with the consequences of their policies. I hate it for the innocent people who didn't vote for him who are stuck. But democracy is democracy, and everybody gets to move in this country, and we're seeing more and more good people moving out of failed states. We're seeing the real estate developers in New York decide maybe we don't want to do business there after what Letitia James did to Donald Trump. They need to see the failures of their policies. And we see the failures of the policies at the border because the migrants, the illegal aliens, the as some people are starting to call them undocumented citizens. Have you heard that phrase? Get used to it. It's coming. The illegal aliens. And by the way, it, you do understand, it's not racist to call illegal aliens illegal aliens because the United States Code Federal law calls them aliens. If you think it's racism, I guess you believe in the systemic racism uh, of the United States Code referring to these people as aliens, a historic word. It's not racism, it's the actual word. What's notable is that the law calls them aliens and the media refuses to. The media has decided to go with the politically correct wokeism of migrants. They're not migrants. Migrants suggest they float in and out. No, no, they are illegal aliens coming to themselves to become colonizers here. Sure, many of them looking for a better life. And I think you got to be sympathetic to their plight, as I have long said. But that doesn't mean we should keep them here because they haven't followed the law. Well, the uh, Hamas-supporting Washington Post is outraged with Donald Trump's proposal. Here's the headline. Trump and allies plotting militarized mass deportations and detention camps. As President Trump sought to use military planes and bases for deportations, now he and his allies are talking about a new effort that current and former officials warn could be impractical and dangerous. How much more dangerous could it be than having them flood our streets and beat up our cops and join gangs and kill people? 
faced with a surge of migrant families, again, migrant, not illegal aliens, migrant families at the U.S.-Mexico border in 2018 and 2019. Donald Trump's White House discussed ways to more aggressively deploy the resources and the might of the U.S. military. Aides and officials spoke privately about detaining migrants on military bases and flying them out of the country on military planes, ideas the Pentagon headed off. Throughout his presidency, Trump himself would frequently demand to send troops to the border and catch people crossing. He was obsessed with having the military involved, says a former senior administration official who, like others, spoke on the condition of anonymity to describe private discussions. The approach to an unfinished business has taken on renewed significance and urgency as the country confronts another migrant crisis on the U.S.-Mexico border and as Trump closes in on the Republican presidential nomination. The former president is making immigration a core campaign theme, promoting a proposal for an unprecedented deportation effort if he returns to power. Are they just trying to make me go vote for him early? The Biden administration has overseen a massive influx of illegal aliens that amount to the populations of more than 37 states individually, not combined. 7.3 million people have flooded the border and have been allowed into the country and have taken up residence in American cities and are causing crime issues, health care concerns, buckling social services. And Donald Trump wants to round them all up and send them home with the military. Yes, please. Yes, please. You'll have progressives say, well, that's not loving your neighbor. You know, I can love my illegal immigrant neighbor and also love my legal citizen neighbor whose city is now overwhelmed, crime infested, and social services aren't going to the poor and needy of the city because they have to take care of the illegal aliens who aren't supposed to be there, who are only there because of bad public policy. And I can lovingly send those people home and say, apply legally and follow the law and welcome People who don't have any faith, don't try to throw faith in my face. We're overwhelmed. The city of Denver is trying to repopulate illegal immigrants in other cities in Colorado, and the other cities are fighting back. Social services in Chicago and New York are overwhelmed. Social services in Denver are overwhelmed. Good, send more. Let the progressives deal with their policies and let the people then vote. It's remarkable to me that the media seems to think it's a bad thing that Donald Trump wants to round these people up and get them out of here on military planes as quickly as possible. The massive number of people from China that have come in, military-aged young men, Bill Malugan on Fox News yesterday had another video of a massive wave of people walking across the border two by two in an organized line None of them were from Central and South America. They were all from Asia. And, you know, I I will say again, I got uh, so much heat after a Meet the Press appearance a couple of years ago where I wondered if there was some group that was funding all of this and people said I was a conspiracy theorist because in the same conversation, I said Republicans need to be committed to truth. And I had wondered about this. Like, oh, he's telling people to be committed to truth and he's lying. No, I was openly wondering, how is it that all these people are, are being able to come afford the coyotes? Like, well, it does turn out. There do turn out to be non-governmental organizations getting governmental grants 
that are subsidizing and in some cases assisting in telling people how to come across the border. And the Biden administration wants to give these groups more money. It was not a conspiracy theory at all. It made a lot of sense to me at the time, and I've since been proven true. And between that and supporting Trump in 2020, hadn't been welcomed back on Meet the Presidents. The left doesn't want to talk about what they're doing. Is it any wonder a growing number of Americans keep talking about the great replacement theory? You've got Dick Durbin in the, in the Senate talking about, well, we've got to have more people to come here. And you got Jerry Nadler in the House saying, well, we need somebody to pick our crops. The public policy failures of the left are being imposed and burden a burden to progressive cities who need to be more burdened with these policies so that the voters in those cities can see this is what you voted for and maybe have a sense to change their mind. And then we need a president who will come into power and refuse to bail them out of their policies. They wanted to be sanctuary cities, they can pay the price. They wanted to welcome the migrants, they can pay the price. They didn't think it was a big deal when it was just Texas and now they've seen what a big deal it is, well, they can pay the price. They've lacked basic empathy and sympathy for the other states and citizens of the nation this entire time who have been overrun by illegal aliens and now they are and they don't like it, send them more. Pile them into New York City, pile them into Chicago, and pile them into Denver, pile them into Los Angeles, pile them into San Francisco, pile them into Portland and Seattle, pile them in. Let those cities deal with the consequences of their policies. Let Democrats deal with the consequences of their policies and let the people see the consequences of those policies. And then you tell them, hey, there's a Republican who says he's going to use the military to round them all up and get them out of here as quickly as possible. And you see who they vote for. This is entirely predictable that this sort of stuff would happen. Entirely predictable. And it's only going to keep getting worse. The more voters have to experience the logical consequence of progressive policy, the better it is for the rest of us. The more voters have to experience what the progressives have wanted, the better it is because they'll realize just how bad the policies are and people are starting to wake up to the fact that a lot of the things progressives said would help are actually making situations worse. So keep making it worse, Democrats. Please, there's an election on the way, and people want a real clear choice, and you're giving them one. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number, should you wish to be on the program, 877-973-7425. Now, can we talk about David Scott? This is a, all right, this sounds local. David Scott's an Atlanta congressman. This is of national import to all of us. Uh, David Scott is an elderly, elderly member of Congress now in his late 70s and in failing health. And not only will the House Democrats refuse to push him out, uh, but he's running again. David Scott uh, represents a metro Atlanta congressional district. He's also the ranking Democrat on the House Agriculture Committee. In private, he is reading from scripts. At times, he's incapable of carrying on substantive conversations. And more than once, members of the House are telling reporters that his staff have had to correct him and get him to change his mind on issues because he's agreed with Republicans when he wasn't supposed to. He's well-liked by members in both parties. 
Republicans in Georgia find him uh, to be delightful to work with. Democrats think he's a great guy, but he has serious, serious health problems. And no Democrat has yet intervened to push him out of his job. Now, the moral of the story here is if House Democrats aren't willing to shove David Scott aside by any means necessary, uh, and he's in a safe seat guaranteed to be replaced by a Democrat, they're not going to push Joe Biden out of office. But it is an, an open secret in Georgia. People expected him not to run for a re-election this last time, and he did. And so now he says he's going to run again. Uh, Lucy McBath, a uh, ambitious member of Congress who's been redistricted out of her current district, uh, allegedly may try to run in his district against him, move. I don't know, but the guy is not really able to hold a conversation at this point. Uh, and he's in poor health. Everybody knows it. It's an open secret in Atlanta. It's an open secret in Washington. And the Democrats can't figure out how to shove the guy aside. Some of them are privately saying he's the textbook case for uh, term limits in Congress, which may be coming. Uh, Ron DeSantis is, is pushing a national, uh, essentially a national constitutional amendment campaign to put in term limits. And David Scott will be chief, he and Joe Biden, chief examples of why there now need to be term limits. Of course, there already are for president. Now, you would understand th these nuances and why there aren't term limits and why maybe we need to change it and how to change it if you actually took one of the Hillsdale College classes on the Constitution, which you can do. All you got to do is go to ericforhillsdale.com today. You get a free pocket Constitution with the Declaration of Independence, and you can hear the Hillsdale Constitution minutes. They actually embed uh, during my program, uh, during commercial breaks. And they're great. They are highly informative about the Constitution. You can also learn how to take uh, classes for free with Hillsdale about the Constitution. They are stewards of constitutional conservatism. They're stewards of the Constitution. Larry Arnn takes the Constitution very seriously, and he expects the students of Hillsdale and the supporters of Hillsdale to as well. All you have to do is go to Eric, E-R-I-C-K, ericforhillsdale.com today. Fill out your information. Get a free pocket constitution with Declaration of Independence. Here are the Constitution minutes from Hillsdale, and you can learn how to get involved with Hillsdale. You should build a relationship with Hillsdale College. It is a phenomenal institution to support, but also they give you so much education in return that you can benefit from. EricForHillsdale.com. Go sign up today. This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers. And most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. By the way, uh, we are selling now the tickets for the gathering in August. And 
I guess I should give you the rundown of the people that we're expecting to be there. Um, well, we're inviting. Shouldn't say we're expecting to be there. I did hear from uh, Governor Doug Ducey's team, uh, the former governor of Arizona, and uh, he uh, looks like we're going to get him. Uh, we're going to get. We're inviting Ron DeSantis, Greg Gianforti, Brian Kemp, Kim Reynolds, Kevin Stitt, Glenn Youngkin, Tom Cotton, Ted Cruz, Steve Daines, Joni Ernst, Speaker Johnson, uh, Steve Scalise, Jim Banks, Kat Kamick, Juan Siscomani, Rich McCormick, Chip Roy, Sam Brown. He's running in Nevada as the GOP Senate candidate. Dave McCormick uh, from um, Pennsylvania. Tim Shee from Montana. Eric Hovid from Wisconsin. Uh, and we will have more to announce along the way. Uh, and so if you want to come, it'll be August 8th through the 11th, really the 9th and 10th are the big days. Uh, it'll be in Atlanta, Georgia at the Grand Hyatt Buckhead, same as last year. It will be August, again, 8th through 11th. If you want to come, any one of you nationwide, welcome to come, hang out in person, text the word ENGAGE, E-N-G-A-G-E, text the word ENGAGE to 33777. Uh, would love to have you there. Now, we got to talk about um, the Alexander Smirnov investigation. Is that his name? Yes, Smirnov. I find this to be a, a, a very interesting double standard here. If you haven't heard, the FBI or the, the Department of Justice has indicted Alexander Smirnov. Prosecutors say essentially that he has lied to the government about uh, ties between Hunter Biden and Ukraine. And it was all, of course, the Russians. Always blame the Russians, the Russians, the Russians. The Russians had something to do with it. Uh, Manu Raju from CNN ambushed Jim Jordan in Congress as he was going up the steps. L- listen to some of this from this conversation. City of Buffalo and some of those first. Oh, where is it? There about we go. The president's involvement in a bribery scheme. Now that Alexander Smirnov is proven to have made it up and. Made it up and it was based off Russian intelligence. Doesn't change the four fundamental facts. Hunter Biden was on the put on the board of Burisma, gets paid a million dollars a year. Fact number two, he's not qualified to be on the board. He said so himself in an interview, I don't know, with you or, or some network. Fact number three, Zolachevsky and Pazarsky, the two executives at Burisma, specifically asked Hunter Biden, can you weigh in with D.C. and help us deal with the pressure we are facing from the prosecutor? Fact number four, Joe Biden, then, then he gets called. Hunter Biden calls his dad, according to Devin Archer, Hunter Biden's business partner. Fact number four, Joe Biden then goes to Ukraine three days later and conditions the release of the money, American tax money, on the firing of the prosecutor who was applying the pressure to the company that Hunter Biden said on the board of. You, you, you said the 1023 is the most corroborating piece of information it you have. It corroborates, but it doesn't, it doesn't change those fundamental facts. Yeah, it, it corroborates. It doesn't change the fundamental facts. So let's say he got it from the Russians. You know who else got information from the Russians? Christopher Steele. I cannot, I've looked, and I cannot find the video of Manu Raju from CNN or any other reporter shoving microphones in Adam Schiff's face asking him about Christopher Steele and the Russians. But they sure seem to want to undermine this. But here's the thing. All the information's true. We know Hunter Biden was unqualified to be on the board of Burisma. We know his father uh, used his clout to help Hunter Biden. We know the drugs. We know the prostitutes. We know all the stuff on the laptop is all real. None of this is Russian disinformation. The fact that the media wants to highlight this indictment to claim he was somehow collaborating with the Russians to do this, 
Maybe he was collaborating with the Russians to do it, but it doesn't change the truth of the matter. And the truth is Hunter Biden's not a great guy, and a lot of the corruption issues that the House Republicans are looking at are substantiated. The claims by Smirnoff corroborate them, but corroboration is not confirmation. Corroboration is we already know it happened, but here's more evidence pointing to it. Maybe the Russians planted it, and maybe the Russians faked the corroboration. But the corroboration is just a duplicate path to the truth. Get rid of it. Get rid of everything Smirnoff said. And we still know what happened. We still know there was corruption. We still know Hunter Biden's not a great guy. And we still know, by the way, Hunter Biden is being prosecuted for things that were on his laptop among other, and, and his behaviors. I'm I'm sorry here, but the, the media going gangbusters over this, this is the same media that is now recognizing Joe Biden's probably not going anywhere. And after two weeks of throwing him under the bus, they're trying to do damage control for Joe Biden. Listen to this. This, this is um, from CNN trying to, to talk about how Joe Biden really has got it together after all. He was seeming to confuse the presidents of Mexico in Egypt. He gave very detailed, nuanced answers on any number of topics, particularly in the Israel-Gaza conflict. So, listen, they hope the State of the Union will go a long yeah. way uh, in addressing yeah. some of these that, issues. That. Yeah, he, gave, he gave substantive, complex, nuanced answers. He did. Now, now this is, this is the, the White House press secretary angry at the at the media the publisher of the new york times has talked about getting flack from the white house for its coverage of the president's age can you talk to us a little bit about what you think is sort of fair game when covering the nation's oldest president and what might be off limits so look i mean a couple of things there that i would say uh on that um on that particular particular item look you know and you know you you all ask me pretty regularly about the president's age and we lay out what our perspective is. We lay out what we see, we've seen this president do in the last three years, which is deliver on historic, historic piece of legislation that's going to change the lives of Americans for generations to come. Uh, that, so what, now to your question more specifically about, um, about the New York Times coverage, is that uh, that display what we believe a journalistic objectivity about coverage of the president's age speaks to why we agree with former New York Times public editor Margaret Sullivan. And she says, maybe the Times and other major media outlets ought to look in the mirror, self-scrutiny and, and course correction are not among their core strengths. And I'll leave it. Wow. Essentially telling the New York Times stop covering his age because Margaret Sullivan, a progressive writer who used to be at the New York Times, says they should stop because um, it's bad to cover his age. Remarkable. Remarkable. The media, of course, are, they can't decide whether to circle the wagons around Joe Biden or run Joe Biden over with the wagons. There's a real split in the media. In fact, uh, members of the media are whispering to other members of the media who cover the media that, yeah, we, we've known all along about Joe Biden's mental decline and we haven't wanted to talk about it publicly. And now suddenly, because of the special prosecutor, we have to. And we've all seen his mental decline. They had a few days of being honest about it. And now they're not sure what to do. It, it actually kind of is remarkable when you realize uh, the level of, of determination in the media to both uh, circle the wagons around Joe Biden and run him over. They really want someone else. They really are starting to freak out about the prospects of Donald Trump getting reelected. It's very funny to watch. I have to concede, 
it is really, really funny to watch the media freak out at the recognition Donald Trump could get reelected. They really thought he couldn't. They've emotionally invested themselves in these trials. They were convinced that an indictment would hurt him and it helped him. Now they've convinced themselves that a conviction will hurt him. But now they're starting to realize that there may be no trial before the election. The worst of all the trials is the New York trial. It's the one that really skyrocketed Trump in the polls. That stupid indictment by the New York district attorney. If Donald Trump had shot someone on the subway, he'd probably get away with it. But instead, he did something that's arguably not a legal violation, and they've decided to prosecute him for it. Well, actually, I mean, let's be fair. If Donald Trump shot someone in the New York subway, uh, he's white, so they would prosecute him. It's a weak case they're going after him with. And the media is starting to worry he could be found not guilty or it could be thrown out on appeal. And in that case, that helps him even more. They have played into his hands perfectly. And now this information about Hunter Biden and shoving microphones and cameras in the faces of Republicans and demanding they defend these decisions and, and this prosecution when, don't you know the Russians were involved? They've gone back to the Russians. The Russians are to the Democrats what the Diebold or, or um, whatever machines are, the, the Smartmatic machines are to the Republicans. The Russians explain 2016 to Democrats in a way the voting machines explain 2020 to the Republicans. In all cases, it's a stolen election myth. Do you know the only thing that sets the Republicans and Democrats apart on the stolen election stuff is that members of the media believe the 2016 election was stolen. Therefore, they're willing to give Democrats license to amplify ridiculous claims about the Russians from 2016 because they've invested in it. It is their big lie. It is their big lie that they have doubled down on time and time again that the Russian interference in the election of 2016 allowed Donald Trump to get elected. It is no more true than that 2020 was stolen by voting machines on the Republican side. But the Republicans are regularly denounced as the big lie and big liars of lying about a stolen election in 2020 when the Democrats do the same thing about 2016. And now, as Donald Trump looks set to become the Republican nominee, they're reamplifying all of their freak out about the Russians and Russian collusion. But going back to the Hunter Biden claims, Alexander Smirnov apparently indicted claiming he was lying and collaborating with Russians to smear Hunter Biden. It was corroborating evidence. It's not the evidence. The evidence itself, the God's honest truth evidence from the laptop and everything else shows what Republicans are doing is right. There are issues of corruption and there are issues of, of using the Biden family name to advance the Bidens. The business of the Biden family is the business of Joe Biden, and they've all profited from it. And if you take out Smirnoff's allegations, allegedly corroborated and created by the Russians, the same information still exists as true, regardless of the corroboration. The media wants to use the phrase corroboration as if it's some big word to use to dispute everything the Republicans are saying when all it means is there's a second chain of evidence showing that the first chain actually is true. Just because the second chain may have been manufactured by the Russians doesn't make the first true, but in fact, it's way more likely 
that the Russians just seeded it with information to amplify what was already there. Because what's getting amplified is the stuff we know from many other sources is true. Hunter Biden got on the board of Burisma. He had no qualifications to be there. He made a lot of money about it, and he and his dad knew what was going on. Again, the media is in this weird place where they can't decide whether to circle the wagons around Joe Biden or run him over with them. They're going to have to choose pretty soon. They're going to hope to wait until the State of the Union. And I have a suspicion if Joe Biden seriously screws up his State of the Union and goes off teleprompter, you are going to see all of the wagons and all the horses and even all the interns at the local news networks running over Joe Biden trying to destroy him to get that man out of the race. Now, I got to tell you about Vision Computer. Maybe Hunter Biden should use Vision Computer. They'd set him straight and give him a good computer. I don't know that Vision would want to do business with him, though, but they want to do business with you. They actually want to do business with you and your family. They want to do business with your business. They can build your computers, laptops, desktops, servers, or, um, what, what do you call them? Um, uh, you know, anything you need, gaming PCs, um, workstations, that's the word I'm looking for. They can build them all for you. They can save you money. You're not going to the one-size-fits-all big box store. But now let me take you particularly, because if you're like me, I have my computer set up in a specific way where I have certain keys that do certain things. I have certain macros built in. I got my screensaver the way I wanted. I got the background the way I wanted. I have my files saved the way I wanted. And you're worried. You need a new PC, but you're like, gosh, if I go get one, I'm going to have to redo this. Not with Vision necessarily. Vision can take care of your preserving your macros and your setup and everything. You go through them, they make it as painless as possible, way better than going to the one-size-fits-all big box store. But then you also get their tech support. So if you ever have a problem, you don't have to go queue up in line somewhere or stay on hold all day waiting for someone to answer the phone. Vision gives you a special number where they actually answer the phone. They answer your questions. You get a great deal by going to visioncomputers.com, visioncomputers.com. Or better yet, call them at 404-COMPUTE, 404-COMPUTE. Tell them I sent you at 404-COMPUTE. They'll give you a great deal, Vision Computers. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. If you're buying a building or building a building or buying a franchise, you're expanding, you see opportunities, your lender's giving you the runaround, First Liberty Building and Loan might be able to help you. They make their own lending decisions. FirstLibertyGA.com. FirstLibertyGA.com. Y'all, um, I, I, I'm, I'm, this was not a topic I was going to talk about. But I just, I, I was looking on Amazon and it, it had, a, I noticed how, you know, you used to go to Amazon years ago, back in the day, Amazon was a book retailer. Now you can buy everything at Amazon, but every once in a while, I just like to go look at the books. And so it's got a, a recommended for you section for books. I mean, and I'm not, this is, this is no exaggeration. When I go into books and I scroll down, top picks for you. These are the top picks from Amazon for me. Modernist Bread, The Pizza Bible, Elements of Pizza, Modernist Cuisine at Home, Pasta Masterclass, Bianco, Pizza, Pastas, and Others, The Healthy Meal Prep, Mastering Pizza, The Modernist Bread at Home, uh, Mexican Cooking Techniques, uh, Loon, Eating Croissants All Day, Noma 2.0, Five Lies of Our Anti-Christian Age, The Mexican Home Kitchen, Sauces, Classical and Modern, Bocuse Institute of Cooking, uh, Fish Butchery, The Macro Diet, Chef Wise, Raising Men, on and on, every single, LaRousse Culinary Encyclopedia, the Korean cookbook, every single recommendation is a cookbook. And I can tell how much I bought at Barnes & Noble because 
I own most of these. Y'all know I've got a, a cookbook collection that is probably at this point around 500 books. Literally had to have somebody come to my house and build shelves um, because I collect cookbooks, old cookbooks. There's a great, 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 great. I'm not a huge New York City fan, but you can find anything on the planet in New York City. And there is a uh, bookstore in New York just off Central Park. And the only thing you could buy in this bookstore are cookbooks, classic out-of-print cookbooks. And some of my favorite cookbooks have come from that place. And they're like very old cookbooks. I've got one. I actually gave a copy of it. I found a copy and gave it to Kevin Roberts, the president of the Heritage Foundation. Uh, Dr. Roberts is a uh, loves to cook. And he's the only other person I know who collects cookbooks like me. And it is a uh, classic uh, breakfast cookbook. And it's got classic uh, recipes from like the 1800s for breakfast. And there's some great recipes in there. Uh, a yeasted waffle recipe and stuff, but I just Amazon gets me more than any other algorithm. So I've got a, I, I know a guy, I shouldn't say he's a friend. Uh, his, his brother's very, very famous. Um, and he is, is not, but he is, he's way better than his brother. He's a fantastic, fantastic guy. He lives in Nashville. Uh, some of my best bourbon recommendations have come from him and he has trained the Instagram algorithm if you go to the Explore tab in his Instagram account, about the only thing you will see are pugs. He loves pugs. And everything is pugs. You know what you see when you get into mine? So I'm looking at getting this uh, pizza oven. And virtually every single thing in my Instagram Explore tab is about making pizza and cooking. Uh, and also architecture and planes. A couple of CrossFit pictures, but almost all of it is pizza and outdoor ovens and uh, cooking stuff in outdoor ovens because I am I am on the verge of buying my outdoor oven. Uh, I've been saving them. So this is like the first major purchase I bought in a while where I decided I wasn't going to put it on a credit card. I want to save the money and buy it. And it's taken me quite a while because it's very expensive. It's a very big outdoor pizza oven uh, from Italy. And I, I've been wanting it for a while. I researched the snot out of all the brands. I settled on this one. The family that imports them into the States is over in South Carolina. They're good people. And I'm, I've been saving my money, and I am about $1,000 shy, and I should, after this pay period, have the money, and I'm going to buy my pizza oven. And Instagram and Amazon have figured it out, and all I see now is how to cook in an outdoor oven. There's going to be some great eats on the front porch. Speaking of the algorithm, when we come back, Google's new AI has an algorithm. It's impossible to generate a white person with it. Wait until you hear what they're doing. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.